Hello, everybody. My name is Eric. My name is Nick. And today we're going to be talking about the Cincinnati Bengals' first game of the year. Nick, what is your knee-jerk reaction to this first game of the season? Well, we were right. We lost. We were absolutely right. We were almost wrong there. We didn't get crushed, though, so there's that. Uh, my uh, initial knee-jerk reaction was that the defense played very well. They played pretty good, yeah. They they held up for most most of the game. Yeah, they had. It reminded me of the old Bengals defenses that were always like bend and don't break because they started a couple drives uh, late in the game and they only held them to like a field goal, especially at the end. Uh, so, yeah, knee-jerk reaction. The defense has improved. Uh, I'm glad they brought in all those linebackers. Tyrod Taylor was terrible, by the way. Yeah, we got to talk about the defense because um, it's not. You know, I don't think it's entirely that they played well. It's that they played a really bad offense. Yeah, well, we should talk about that a little bit further because, yes, the quarterback play they had was atrocious. Uh, Tyrod Taylor overthrew a whole bunch of passes. Uh, he wasn't very accurate on the day. Uh, we did sack him a couple times, but they did run all over us because I think they racked up uh, 155 yards rushing on us. Yeah, both our running backs played really well. So that's definitely – and I think because of the – the lack of depth at defensive tackle because of all the injuries and the opt-out. Uh, Geno Atkins not playing. They had DJ Reader left uh, like halfway through the game with muscle cramps um, that they were able to run through us pretty easily and e- pretty inexperienced linebackers as well. But even with DJ Reader in there, we struggled pretty hard. That was my biggest takeaway was that, well, they, you know, they held a – Okay passer to okay passing yards, but from like a run defense standpoint, they didn't play too well. What is your what is your knee jerk reaction to the offense? Offense played okay. Um, we have a lot of struggle on the offensive line still. Uh, oh the first half was pretty rough. Yeah, they turned it around because they only gave up they gave up three sacks, but those were all in the first half. Yeah, obviously the big the big problem is Bobby Hart. Oh my God, it's like every play. Yeah, I. I don't know what was going on there with him, but I mean, there's there's a series where he had a false start and then he gave up a sack and he, he was just constantly getting beat. And I understand we were playing like two of the best, you know, pass r- rushers in the in the game right now. I remember but, looking at their off defensive line and it's like, okay, you've got Joey Bosa and then you got uh, uh, Linval Joseph and then you got Melvin Ingram. It's like, oh shit, like. Nothing, nothing but bangers to start on the offensive, defensive line for them. Yeah, they're very, very talented down there. But still, I mean, if you're going to be a starting NFL tackle, you can't. You can't, you can't be you taken can't. back behind the woodshed and just taken to town. Yeah, he was. He was basically just letting Joey B- Bosa do whatever the fuck he yeah. wanted. So it was almost as bad as uh, Cedric O'Brien on any game because he would just just let defensive players run to the quarterback. Yeah, uh, he missed. I, I remember him missing one particular block where he was just went to double team on the outside, and Joey Bosa just went straight in, untouched. Yeah. And I just I don't know how you do that. Yeah, as a professional, you'd think you'd not allow that to happen. It it just it was frustrating to watch. You know, they have um, four defenses. They would rush four D linemen, and then five guys plus a running back couldn't cover them. It's like Jesus Pete's. Yeah, so we had big struggles there, and that led to I think a lot of struggles that um, Burrow had. He still needs to learn when to throw away the ball. He held it on too long. Yeah, there was a lot of plays where he's hanging on to the ball much longer than he should have. He held it on too long, and then he tried all these like desperation throws and shovel 
shovel pitches. The, and the just... shovel pass was the, the one that was intercepted was definitely the low point of the of the afternoon because it was like, what are you thinking? Well, he he had done that twice before, I, I believe, and both times I was like, that you know, if you keep doing that, that's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna hurt you. I would I would say though that even you know we talked about that. I think other than that. I think he played pretty well for uh, for a rookie quarterback who had a, no preseason. Like that was his first game speed, uh, and then he had uh, short. I think the camps were shortened to an extent, maybe. Um, but either way, this was his first you know game experience. I didn't think he played too badly. Yeah, I thought he passed pretty well. Um, he had. Uh, it's hard to tell right now how his uh, vision is. Um, he made some really quick decisions though, which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, he leaned on AJ a lot. Yeah. Which isn't a problem. That's you know that's what Dalton did. That's what Dalton did <laughs> heavily. Um, and we did take a few deep shots. It would have been nice to do a little more. Um, and I think we missed on. Well, there was a big one, one happened. I think in the second quarter they were driving and they threw threw the ball downfield. AJ was open, but he missed them by a couple feet. I think part of that has to do with you know connection timing game speed but at the same time it, i think aj probably's lost a step you know he, he had the hamstring injury in 2016 uh the ankle injury in 2019 i don't remember what his injury exactly was in 2018 but i would assume it would be a lower body injury so i think i think he's lost a step uh and i think that showed uh i'm, I'm not too worried about that he's, he's never been like the the fastest wide receiver out there. Yeah, he's never been. He, I think he ran like a four six forty. But his, his routes have been always been really good, and he still has that. Yeah. I mean, he got separation all over. Oh yeah, he was. He probably got the best separation out of all the wide receivers. So it's good to know that he's still playing pretty well. Yeah, and uh, saw flashes from John Ross too. He was getting open. Um, yeah, I'm, pretty good. That that drop kind of kind of hurt. He had a drop, uh, and then he bobbled that uh, sideline pass on the last drive of the. Uh, of the one going down before the missed field goal. Um, I don't put too much blame on him for that drop, though, in the end zone. I thought it was a little short. It would have been really hard to catch that and stay in bounds. So. Yeah, that was a tough one. No, no, I think I'm ready to see T. Higgins over John Ross. I think John Ross is overstayed as well. Uh, I'm not ready for that yet. Uh, Ross hasn't been healthy yet. We. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like He's, he's, never, he's never been healthy. We've seen him um, put up some big plays, so I want to see more what what he's got and – I mean that's kind of what the season's going to be, just seeing who can connect with Joe Burrow and yeah, who we're taking forward with us. Yeah, that'll be interesting. We'll kind of talk about that towards the end of the year once things kind of get settled. But who they're going to keep around? But bigger problem than we had in the the passing game was the run game. Oh my god. Um. Uh, yeah, Mixon got just had no room to work with most of the game. Well, his number, his number, like his surface level numbers don't look too bad. 19 rushes uh, 69 yards it's okay that's pretty bad i think 3. it's okay. six average no i think the average is fine if you extrapolate 69 yards over the course of an entire 16 game season i, be- I believe that's a thousand yards i gotta do some math real quick thousand divided by 16 six, yeah so he if he puts up the exact same stat line every season he'd end up with a thousand yards we typically always say that a thousand yard receiving uh, rushing yards pretty good uh, uh, so not, like not not with that man, amount of carries. That's that's really bad. I think that's fair. A three six average does not deserve the salary he got. No, the three six. I agree. The three six average wasn't very good. I do think he needs more touches too. I, I think his touches were fine. I think they they just the play call the running play call is really bad. I agree with you there. 
in our offensive line and actually outside of like that's one place where Bobby Hart did play well is in the run game. Yeah. But um our guard play on the runs are really bad. They're just they seem to not not get on the blocks as quickly as they could. Well, I'll talk about that real quick because you remember the fumble that he had? If you kind of rewatch the play, uh, there it's like a, maybe an outside run because he's I don't know if it's a pulling guard or a pulling lineman, and uh, they get beat off the line, and so uh, the lineman's already pushed back. Uh, Mixon's running into the lineman like I mean he's been doing that was happening all day. And then the the linebacker who knocked the ball out just had a free lane and put his helmet right on the ball. Like, of course he's going to fumble that. Yeah, that was just a perfect tackle to knock that out. Yeah, I mean, if Mixon isn't pushed back off the line because the lineman's getting beat, he probably doesn't fumble that ball. So that's not necessarily on him. That's more just bad line play. Yeah, which I think is the story for is going to be the story for our offense. Yeah. And obviously we already lost another starting lineman. But, um, but yeah, he's gone, and we did not sign a new <laughs> – Offensive lineman, did we or have we now? Um, um, we're gonna have to look that up. They made a couple transactions. I know they brought in a kicker. They send the corner to the practice squad. Yeah, we we brought in a kicker. We brought in a defensive end too. Yeah, I don't know what was the logic there. I think he was in the practice squad. Well, that's frustrating because it's like, well, you, they let go of Alex Redman. I know he wasn't very good, but that's another lineman lost. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this game's gonna go with the. Uh, how beat up we are on that line quick turnaround i guess and well let's talk about that later let's let's talk about this game first okay um well let's talk about the last drive in the game so Bengals get the ball maybe was it two minutes left two or three minutes left in the game i thought joe burrow was excellent here he moved the ball down the field i thought the play calling was at up until then was pretty terrible but they were able to move the ball uh, get into the one yard down to the two or three yard line before total disaster struck. Yeah, I thought he did good getting down the field and getting everybody up on the line and making quick decisions, quick passes. And some of those passes were really tight. Passing oh my God, those. especially that one. There's once I think maybe Boyd, Boyd or Ross, where it was like threaded between, there's three defenders right there. And if that, if that passes off just a little bit, that's intercepted. Right. Um, he was zipping him in there. Yeah, I thought the I thought the play call to get out of bounds with seven seconds, or was it uh, maybe ten seconds left? To Gio Bernard was brilliant, uh, swinging him out to the right, and then he ran for a couple yards before getting out of bounds. Thought that was great, but no, I thought I agree. He did. He played very well uh, for the last drive up until. I mean, I don't think this is his fault because the pass interference wasn't called on Burrow. Yeah, I. That, that should have been a touchdown, in my opinion. It was a perfect ball. I think pass interference was was a bad, bad flag. I mean, um, I'll, I'll comment that he, he, he put his arms out, but, like, if, I've seen I, other – Antonio Brown would have gotten in the way with that. If you look at the video, he was held. Oh, yeah. Before he stuck his arm out to push um, – I can't remember the defensive back's name, but he pushed his Hayward, arm out of the yeah. way. Oh, yeah. But – he wrapped him up first. It should have been defensive. Default, defensive um, holding, right? Yeah, defensive holding first. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Which we would have declined and we would have gotten the touchdown. So, I think... I, yeah, I think that uh, a lot of those close to the goal line... Like, when the wide receivers are... I guess it's not, it doesn't have to be specifically close to the goal line, but when wide receivers and cornerbacks are, you know, tightly pushed together, there's going to be contact, there's going to be pushing, there's going to be holding. You think you let something slide. 
especially if there was a foul on the other end. But guess not. And there was a lot worse of a call or a no call on Darius Phillips earlier in the game. Oh my where god, that was they pushed atrocious. off and he was on the ground. Yeah, I, I just I don't know how you don't throw a flag for that. That was way worse because like he was. Uh, like, like he was a couple feet away from it, and then he like pushed off his shoulder and knocked him down. It's like you're gonna call that, but not the, you're gonna call the one on AJ Green, but not the one that was more blatant and obvious. So yeah, the guy was on the ground and he extended his arm just like AJ did. I mean, it was exactly you know exactly same yeah. movements. Well, that's like the that's the thing we always complain about the refs is that there's never like consistent like play you know penalty calling. Yeah, and that's with every sport really. But it'd be nice to get better consistency, and I like. Yeah, I wish all flags were able to be reviewed. Yeah, I don't know why that isn't the thing already, because that's the most frustrating aspect. And I guess the, the argument against it would be that they would still just go with whatever they originally decided. If yeah, but it's it's like the the flag earlier in the game on uh, on uh, Jesse Bates. Oh my god, that was awful. Yeah, I I can't imagine anybody thinking that that should have been a flag. Yeah, and usually the the referees that the call in. And say, what do you think of this play, retired referee? And they're always like, well, I agree with the call on the field. This one, they were like, yeah, no, that never should have been called because that was a perfectly clean hit, shoulder to shoulder. It was, it was, it was a, it was a hard hit, but it was definitely not unnecessary roughness. Yep, I agree. Wasn't there another call on us for? Unnecessary there was, roughness? there was one really bad. Uh, where it, it was Bates again. He's going in for a tackle, and I think it was Keenan Allen. Uh, he lowers his helmet, and then it's a helmet-to-helmet hit. And it's like, well, what the hell? The guy's going in for a low hit, and he and then the receiver puts his head down. It's like, what the hell are you supposed to do? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a double helmet-to-helmet yeah. flag like that where they both got it. That just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I'm glad it happened because, like, otherwise they would have just called it on us. <sighs> All right. Do you want to talk about the missed field goal? Sure. Uh, well, I guess we should preface real quick. You, you and I, just talking to each other, made the comment that you thought they should have gone for one more uh, play, and I was in disagreement. Yeah, I think they had time to go for for one more. They could have easily taken taken a few seconds, three, four seconds, seeing if they had anybody open in the end zone and just throw it away. If not, yeah, I, but I don't know, like if, if what play call would they have had to, you know, that would have because if they take a sack, the game's over. If you if you throw the ball uh, and get intentional grounding, that pushes them back maybe out of field goal range even further because they've already been pushed back because of the penalty. Um, well, it's pretty easy not to get intentional grounding as long as you have a, a route that's run that you can throw out of bounds towards. So I'm, but given our, I mean, our, the offensive line played a lot better during that specific drive. But other than that, uh, do, do, would you trust our offensive line to hold the ball for five seconds? I would have. See, I'm in a disagreement. It I seems think, like every time we, we it comes down to the end with some kind of kick, it's it, it's risky. I, I I feel like going with the safe option was probably the better choice, but. We can disagree on it. It's fine. What do you think about that missed kick, though? Yeah, that was really, really disappointing. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't very happy with that. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I was like weirdly not surprised that it happened. I know. It's like this is, this is what we expect now. Yeah. <laughs> Something's always gonna get messed up at the end. I was like, yeah, this go, ball in <laughs> this the three-yard line. Bengals thing that could happen right yeah, here. Yeah. We get pushed back out of field goal range, and then he, he just straight misses the kick. Just a, a normal kick, everyday kick. It's just yeah. Oh, what was weird is that like, 
a lot of times when you see like a like a missed shank field goal, uh, the ball usually like sputters out, and like oh maybe the holder didn't get it right or something like no this was a clean hold and he just kicked it straight the wrong way. Yep, uh, he said he his calf locked up. Yeah, I heard that too. Um, I guess we'll see the rest of the season how he does. I mean, we saw with uh, Nugent how quickly a kicker can go from being zero to reliable to to nothing. Hero to zero. Oh yeah, that kick was awful. I heard people saying that like he grabbed his right calf after the game, and then people were saying and he he said that oh it was my left calf, and it's like oh were you lying? Do you think he was lying? Uh, I don't think it, he was lying. It looks like uh, when they reevaluated him, it was it was both of his calves were um, had problems. But either way, it, it doesn't matter. These things these things could happen. I mean, it's a freak thing, you know. It's it is what it is. And we also saw some cramping from DJ Reader had some cramps too that he was taken out of the game as well. So he was carted off. Everybody thought he was he was he was a goner. Yeah, no, he was just sitting. The look on his face was just like so plain. I'm like, nah, he's not hurt. <laughs> yeah, but glad glad he wasn't yeah. gone. He is uh he's missing the next game though, which I, I attribute that to just a quick turnaround. I thought the tackling has been improved from previous seasons. Our our linebacker play was was pretty pretty darn good. Our linebacker play was much better. We limited a lot of the the huge runs, but uh it, w- it would be nice to find uh, figure out what's going on with our defensive line with how much money we're putting in there. Oh my god, um, yeah, I think that's where I think that's like the second highest paid position after wide receivers or D line. Yeah, our our backup tackles really. I thought played poorly on the run. They gave up a lot of big runs, and they just didn't close in, close on the gaps. Um, even Hubbard struggled. Yeah, he had some clutch tackles, uh, but yeah. Yeah, he had, he had some good tackles, but then that stiff arm from uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor, and they got picked up the first down off of that. Um, that didn't look too good. He missed contain on a few outside runs. Poor play on the defensive line overall. I will say, though, that they're, uh, they're long. A long rushing that they gave up was only 26 yards, which is that that's a lot, but they didn't give up that many big, huge, long run plays like they had like last year. Right. Um, also on the defensive backside, I think we did as well as we probably could have without um, one of our starting cornerbacks. Um, yeah. Darius Phillips got picked on a lot and he struggled quite a bit. So, well, he's, he's also, he's supposed to be the third or fourth you know, listed guy where, you know, Jackson's supposed to be number one or Trey Wayne's whatever one. Uh, those are the two starters. And then Mackenzie Alexander is supposed to be the slot guy. So pushing him in, that's kind of expected. Right. I thought they did a good job containing Keenan Allen because he, uh, he only had 37 yards receiving. Again, that might be more Tyrod Taylor, but who knows. And then Jesse Bates also struggled a little bit on some of these deep balls. He was late getting over. I thought Von Bell played pretty good. Yeah, no complaints from him. He was where he needed to be most of the time. Yeah. So I think I think overall, you know, the defensive line and they had their struggles with the run, but I mean, when it comes down to it, they they did a good job defending the pass and they held up in the red zone, especially on that last like scoring a touchdown or giving up a touchdown on that last uh end zone um possession the Chargers had that could have been disastrous but they avoided it so I mean I know I know know Tyrod Taylor's not the best quarterback but they still uh, prevented the most dangerous situation from happening yeah that's true okay uh, what the fuck like Zach Taylor has no scheme so yeah you you, you say this but I disagree with that I just think he's still trying I mean it's, it's no preseason got a lot of new 
people in important parts. So he's still trying to figure out something that works. And I was mostly fine with the play call. I just wish we kept on with the, the aggressive play call throughout the entire game. Yeah. I, I, I said, I disagree. I don't think that he has much of a plan. Like, I don't think he has, like, a scheme or strategy. Like, prior seasons, they've always come in with, like, like 2009 is a good example. It's like, all right, we don't got the best receiving core. We're just – we got a really good running back. Let's pound the ball and let's run the ball and we'll go from there. We'll set up some play action. We'll have some passing plays. But that was mostly, like, Cedric Benson's going to carry the load. Same kind of deal with 2014. We lost Marvin Jones and Tyler Eifert super early on, and A.J. Green was in and out with injuries. So we're going to rely on Jeremy Hill and Gio Bernard, and they're going to help us run the ball. 2015, you know, we've got everybody's back healthy. We're going to spread everything out. We're going to do some trickery. And it's like it seems to be like there's a plan in place for them to, like, move the ball. These last two years, I don't think they've really had a plan. Oh, I think it's going to take some time. Uh, he's, he's, he's not an experienced head coach. Or a coordinator. He hasn't been – I don't want to rip on Zach Taylor too much, but, like, he hasn't been a coordinator at the professional level. Um, I believe the last time that he was a coordinator was when he was the offensive coordinator for the University of Cincinnati in 2016, where we had, like, our worst offensive production. So, that was yeah. – uh, I, I think we just need to be patient because it's, it's a new, new quarterback. You know, you, you definitely have to change what, what your original plan was if you're changing to a new quarterback. Yeah, and I'm 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 definitely going to give, you know, we're going to give Joe Burrow, this is going to be a slack season. We're going to give him as much slack as it can be given the weird circumstances that we're working with in terms of, like, COVID-19, uh, brand-new quarterback, new system. I'm, I'm always going to give a rookie quarterback benefit of the doubt first year. So... I'm not My. hankering on him for probably like even that pick. I'm like, well, it sucked, but what are you going to do? Yeah. People are going to make those mistakes. Yeah. And Joe Burrow's like, this is a signing that we're going to have for, you know, you've got him for five years under his rookie contract. I would be shocked if they didn't re-sign him. So this is someone we're going to have for 10 plus years, maybe even longer if they sign him a contract after that. So I'm like willing to give that, you know, some time to cook in the oven. My first impression of him was uh, I'm pretty impressed. His attitude is very good. He's very yeah. calm in there. He, you know, he seemed very calm, especially the last two minutes. And yeah, um, he made some, you know, really key passes. Yeah. He looked really good. He, good zip on the ball. Uh, he knew when to buckle down and that end of the, that ending of the game isn't on him. Yeah, and I, I really like his deep ball. It, it, he doesn't seem um, to struggle to get it down the field. Yeah, he's got he's got uh, a nice um, spiral to it too. Yep. Yeah, no, I I, I like Joe Burrow. I, I liked him a lot before even seeing him. Now I'm 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 really digging him. My complaints aren't going to be going towards what he's done so much as like what's being presented to him because I feel like like even in prior years when the line was better, they still knew. Hey, Dalton, you got to get rid of the ball quick because. Uh, we don't have the best offensive line. And it's like either he doesn't – like Zach Taylor doesn't know that or he just thinks that we can – that our line's better than what he thinks he is. So he can allow Joe Burrow to sit in the pocket and design plays that are with routes running deeper down the field. Right. So I, I just feel like I, there could have been more um, like movement in terms of like – 
you know, maybe there's uh, someone going in motion or maybe uh, movement in the sense that you have the quarterback not stationed in the pocket. There's a rollout play. Did we run any rollouts last game? I don't remember. I don't recall any. Yeah, I don't think you did any kind of rollouts. Um, I think I, I made the comment earlier about Joe Mixon getting touches. I think Joe Mixon, he had 19 uh, rushing attempts and he caught a pass. I feel like they should be getting him the ball 25, 30 times. I think that's too much for a running back like Mixon, but I think they can get more creative with the the run plays they yeah. call. Yeah, I think they need to get. I think they need a lot more creativity and kind of create some deception on. Okay, where we're we gonna go with the ball? You don't really know, but we know, and that's how you. That's how they. That's how the Hugh Jackson, Jay Gruden Bengals teams worked. Is that there's a lot of deception and movement. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make another complaint. This this is this isn't a um, Zach Taylor driven complaint. This is more of like general Bengals offensive play calling for the last five or six years, but. Um, They've been doing a lot where when Gio Bernard comes in the game, you know that they're not going to run the ball. Yeah, I wish they would they would hand it off to him more often. Yeah, they need some more like they're they're being too predictable because I feel like as soon as Gio comes in the game, it's like okay, he's here to he's here to catch balls. You know, they need. I think if they mix it up more between both Nixon and Bernard, uh, they would be more successful because it's like okay, you think think of Mixon as your running back. And then Gio Bernard as the guy who's going to catch passes. Well, then that that kind of plays your hand already. You lose that deception factor. But if you can mix it up and have Mixon start catching balls and Gio Bernard run run the ball every once in a while, I think they'll generate some more success in the long term because it'll it'll be more unpredictable. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and that's more of like like I said, just a general Bengals complaint that they've had for the last couple of years. All right, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I don't think so. Not as far as last week. I think we're good. Well, let's talk about this week. They're playing Cleveland on Thursday night. Given what you saw last week, how do you think they're going to fare? So I think my initial impression is still going to be the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, the Browns didn't do very well against the Ravens, but the Ravens are probably one of the best teams in the AFC right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Baker Mayfield didn't play well, but he doesn't have mm-hmm. to play well against us. We we saw that with Tyrod Taylor already. Um, mm-hmm. Their running game was was excellent, mm-hmm. and I have there's no reason to believe they're not going to run all over us. Yeah, they've got two good running backs in Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. So they got def- they definitely have good options, and that's I think on the defensive side. What I'm more worried about is their running game. And stopping the run, whether whereas uh, I'm not as worried about the passing game because I don't think that, you know, I think Baker may I saw somewhere that Baker Mayfield is on his fourth coach in three years, so um, I don't see him being, you know, real confident in his throwing ability because of the frequent change he has in in management. Yeah, he's more of a so far, or at least in that game, he was a really, you know, short yardage passing. Yeah, his um, decision so making yeah. didn't look too good because a couple times he was throwing into tight coverage. Yeah, I think he's he's probably struggling to get uh, rapport with his receivers right now. Yeah, I don't, and I think the Odell Beckham Jr. is kind of throwing everything on the loop. Him being with his personality, throwing that in the dysfunctional franchise like the Browns probably didn't help too much yeah i think it's going to take them at least at least four to five games before they get 
going really hard. Um, yeah. So hopefully we don't have to worry about that too much. Yeah. But uh, I, I kind of agree with you. My initial output is relatively the same, although I, I do feel better going into this game. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I do, I do feel better too. Yeah, but we, I, I still think they're going to lose. Yeah, I just think it's going to be tough. Um, we got to see how Darius Phillips responds this, you know, this game, because um, they do have two, two really good receivers in Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. When when yeah. they're playing well, they're they're good receivers. Oh yeah. And then I obviously they're they're tight end. Yeah, and then Joe he always busts us up. Yeah. So they they have potential to be really dangerous. Yeah. So I think I, I echo I echo your sentiments entirely. I think they're gonna have trouble running the ball. Uh, the passing is definitely a threat. Um, on the offensive side, I, I feel a lot better um, from last from before last week going into this week. I I do feel better as well, but uh, my biggest worries I think before the season started when we talked about our schedule was going to be our offensive line going up against this defensive line. I think. We showed last week we can't we can't defend on the um, those edge rushers and Miles Garrett I think is gonna have a field day on us. Yeah, oh, I I'm I'm looking at their injured list and they got a whole bunch of people on IR. I think that's like ten or twelve people. We only have like four or five, and a couple. Of the, I mean, a couple of those are opt outs, obviously. Oh yeah, Miles Garrett. How, how do you do against this last year? I can't remember, but either way, he's a he's a great player. Um, the Wait. one place that we are probably going to be able to see um, see some success is in the past game. They were absolutely terrible in the past game last week. Like past defense or, or them actually yeah. throwing the ball? Okay. Uh, Lamar Jackson completed 20 of 25 passes, three touchdowns. I mean. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to transfer over, though, because Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. That's true. But, uh, you know. I think we're going to get guys more open this week than we did last week. Yeah. Or I guess this game than last game. Same week. Well, yeah. Actually, I looked it up. Uh, Garrett didn't play against us last year. He missed both games after his suspension. Nice. Yeah. So I guess this will be the first time in a while. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how our line holds up. But I, I still I still think we're going to lose. I don't think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a close one. Yeah, I think – Thursday night games, they played a couple against Cleveland. Uh, one was a monstrative blowout win in 2015. The other one was the opposite, where we got smoked out uh, in 2014. So I think it could go either way. But uh should be a good matchup. Nick, do you have any other closing comments you would like to make? Yeah, I think I'm pretty, uh, pretty happy about what I've seen from Joe Burrow, and I want to see how he does on a Thursday night game, which is you know a bigger pressure game. More yeah. people watching, and I think that's that might be the X factor we have in him as he does good under pressure. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how he plays. It should be a fun game. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think that covers everything we want to talk about. You guys have a good rest of your day.